Hello and welcome to the We Communications podcast. Each episode we'll discuss how communicators and brand marketeers can tell their stories and connect with audiences in an ever-changing media landscape. I'm Damien Pang, I'm the Senior Digital Strategist for We Communications in Hong Kong and today I'm joined by Tim Summerland, Enterprise Account Director for LinkedIn Hong Kong. Welcome to the show Tim. Hi Damien, thanks for having me. On today's episode, the We Hong Kong office has taken over and we're going to be talking about the growing influence of LinkedIn in Asia and how B2B brands in particular can benefit from LinkedIn. So Tim, why don't you give us a bit of background about LinkedIn's momentum in Asia and how things are looking for the platform at the moment? So the development in Asia has been uh, very fast over the last few years. I, mean, I joined LinkedIn three years ago personally. We had about 55 million members back then. Today we have 85 million members on LinkedIn in Asia and actually, uh, you know, new figures will come out very soon where uh, Asia is really growing the fastest in the world. Uh, the two fastest growing market for us are actually mainland China and uh, Indonesia. And it's interesting to hear about mainland China obviously being one of the fastest markets because LinkedIn is obviously uh, the only sort of foreign internet company in there. How how has that added to the growth? So definitely, um, you know, a big, a major uh, advantage of LinkedIn that we are not blocked in China. Um, we've had about 25 new million members in mainland China in the last two years. It's still a it's still a drop in the ocean because you know China workforce, uh, our potential member target there could be in the you know half a billion members. So we're still just scratching the surface, but China is definitely driving a lot of momentum for us. Uh, we've opened offices in Beijing and Shanghai uh, in the last two years, and we also have a workforce there of more than 200 people. So definitely a, a big growth for us there. Um, and obviously, uh, I think the, the biggest trend I'm seeing, particularly from, from clients as well, is um, the desire to grow beyond the region. Um, and those brands who are maybe stronger domestically or even regionally wanted to go global. How, would, how can LinkedIn help them to do that, particularly with their sort of the, the growth and the momentum behind the, the, the platform? Yeah, so, so what we do here, uh, and especially in our team, is really to first educate the brands that are based in APAC that don't necessarily uh, know LinkedIn very well because their you know, the penetration in some of the markets here are still a little low and the, the level of knowledge from marketers and top management in some of the companies based here is still very limited. So, but once we kind of educate uh, you know, the top management and the CMOs of the companies here, we really help them understand how the data that LinkedIn has that we are able to provide brands to really uh, educate you know, their prospects all around the world. So we, and also there's a huge trend for APAC-based brands to go global. You know, a lot of Chinese brands want to, to target overseas. Uh, and this is really where LinkedIn has an interesting uh, play. And so our, our footprint in the region here with offices, uh, offices all around the region is really helping us to advise those brands. I think the challenge for communication managers here in, in APAC is they know they should be doing more on, on LinkedIn and across digital in general, but they're struggling to, to change their ways and to tell stories and the brand narrative and the way in which 
consumers want to, to sort of receive that message nowadays. Um, before they could just push out a press release or push out uh, a paper, a survey yeah, and... The good old press release. Exactly. But now they are competing against so much content out there that the, the consumer has all the control about what they consume and when and where. And it's not just through your traditional media relations, it's different channels, mobile, online, uh, even like how it connects out, out of home. So I think how we can help is to really bring that focus in their storytelling, help them craft from what they already have uh, and there's existing materials or even if we can identify gaps and really start to, to build a story for them. And I think LinkedIn is great in terms of how the, the platform is built where you can have uh, an overall company page that tells the, the whole brand narrative, the company narrative about what the company stands for. But then with showcase pages, you can also get specific and uh, start to build your key points of views on different parts of the company that are, are relevant or that you want to build out further. So if, you have, if you're a, a, a cloud servicing company and you want to build your, your thought leadership on that, you can uh, open up a showcase page, start to, to share your own, um, your own content about um, what your points of view are, views are on, on cloud services and where it's, uh, where it's going, but then you have your overall company page to tell the story about the brand. And I think what communicators and communications managers are faced with now is that sort of daunting sense of, oh, there's a lot to do, how do we help? And that's where agencies come in to, to really help them break down the stories, understand the receiver and think about, okay, if you have a report going out, who's gonna be reading it? How do they actually consume uh, content nowadays? What is the, the, the method and the format that's gonna resonate well with them? Is it gonna be an infographic? Is it gonna be a video? Um, and then help them to have the big picture in mind rather than just saying, okay, this quarter we have three press releases and a report, next quarter we have a big company announcement. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something, uh, something we see a lot here. We, you know, we're running a lot of content marketing workshops and, and you know, we're also trying to educate the market. I mean, we, we need your help because <laughs> I think uh, a lot of, uh, again, it's, it's not about producing content, it's about producing uh, the right digestible one. content yeah like like they tend you know especially b2b business they tend to create very heavy pieces of yeah content. No, no one's going to read a 30, 30 page white paper now it's, you're lucky if you can get 30 seconds of their of attention even even myself like you know i am I'm, I'm very interested into topics like digital transformation and things like that but um, when i see a 40 pages white paper you can be sure i'm not going to read it <laughs> so um i think yeah it's it's very important to educate the, the market to to know how they can crack that story mm. and to go back to you know using people i think that's a great thing like actually when people start to you know use their personal account on linkedin they actually start to realize that you know they can't share such heavy pieces of content you know and that's not what they want to no. do and and their brain should do the same mm -hmm. you know if if you don't want to share a report of 40 pages to your network because you know nobody's going to read it, then your company shouldn't do it either. Okay. You know, it's at the end of the day, uh, B2B is to talk about, is to talk to human people as well. Yeah. Is to talk to consumers. So, um, yeah. Whenever clients ask me, 
should we share this press release online? I always ask them, if you're a consumer, would you share that? Would you read that? Then if the answer is no, then that's your answer to the, to the company question. I mean, I think that's the, filter, the, the basic filter that everyone needs to think about is, would I share this myself? Would I want to pass this on to my friend or my colleague or my acquaintance in, a, in, in another company or, or within the same industry? Is this of interest to them? Or is it, even if this is of interest to me, then that's how you need to see, the lens you need to see things through. I think, I think a lot of companies also te tend to, like they want to do things on their own, uh, in-house. Um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but they need the outsider perspective yeah. because sometimes they're like, oh, the, the content I produce is amazing, everybody's going to read it, blah, blah, but no. Like, no. If, if you start to actually you know, talk to agencies and to talk to different people outside your own comfort zone, like that's where, that's where you actually get challenged, where you can produce the best output. So, um, yeah, I mean, I invite everyone to, you know, whatever they're producing or whatever they're putting out there from a company perspective and also from a, a member perspective, you know, it's by talking to people around you that you're going to learn. So as a company, you know, it's about talking to agencies like you or publishers like us. As a member, it's about you know using your network around you. So, you know the best way to convince top execs to uh, to use LinkedIn. Something I've been doing is, you know, uh, if you're the CMO of a of a hotel brand, I'm just gonna show them that you know their friends working for the competitor is out there on LinkedIn and is having a great coverage, right? And and sometimes you have to tease them. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to tease them. You're like, well, you know, you're there. Yeah, of, of course. And and it's also great because um, you know there there are people that can also build their own personal brand so strong mm -hmm. that they also have an impact on the business. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not talking about people just having a, a nice personal brand just for the sake of it and be famous. Mm -hmm. uh, the end goal is to create business value for a company. Yeah. And so for us at LinkedIn, the idea is to you know, con convince those people to be there, but to actually show them with clear data points mm. that you know, what you're doing on LinkedIn is you know, driving uh, a lot of brand awareness and brand perception lift, uh, or maybe it's helping to build your employer brand or things like that. So, yeah. I think that's that's also why you know agencies also you know, need to prove uh, what what's in it for these people yeah. to be there. Yeah. And I think the the I think what we've always seen is that if something is shared to someone from another human, it's always going to resonate better than a brand. And I think another reason why brands should go onto LinkedIn more is that you guys obviously have the data. I mean, you could see from the people from the sort the profile information of. If this person works for X for your company and they're sharing contact uh, content, what's the impact that his shares yeah, are having yeah. on on well in comparison with the company content? So so you know uh, you know data doesn't lie like hard data point uh, the same piece of content shared by a LinkedIn member is gonna be, have uh, 2.5 more times engagement than the same piece of content shared by the company page. Um, so it's, it's all about you know finding the right balance, leveraging on your employees. Uh, a couple of great examples that you know people can check.
for example, uh, the Marriott Group. They have a showcase page on LinkedIn called Overheard at Marriott. <laughs> they have uh, a flow of blogs written by their top executive. So that page That's is cool. only made of top executive blogs. They have nothing else. Mm. And uh, they have execs from all around the world talking different stories about their different businesses. And, and it's very interesting to read, you know, and it makes their top execs look, you know, look great, they have a great personal brand. Uh, you know, if you read this for a while, you, you want to go work for Marriott, yeah. you know, these are great people, so. Get fly on the wall at the Marriott. Okay, so Tim, if a client came to me tomorrow and said, Damien, my CEO wants to get started on LinkedIn, what do I do? What's the answer from the, from the professionals? Well, I mean, of, of course, you know, there are different ways to do it, but I think, you know, in a, in a nutshell, I would say the first thing to do is really to get the profile done and complete and, and make it look pretty. Uh, a lot of uh, features are free on LinkedIn, so make sure the CEO has a nice picture, make sure he has his uh, experience, history there, the education, make sure he starts to connect with his peers and employees. Uh, the second bit beyond his own profile is uh, make him follow you know, company pages, make him follow other influencers on the platform. Mm -hmm. You know, he has to look like an influencer, so he needs to be connected with the right people. He needs to follow the right people. And the third part is he needs to be active. You know, some of the top influencers on LinkedIn, they do things themselves. You know, he has to get on board, put the app on your CEO's phone and make him use it every week. And uh, he, has, he can comment on articles, he can share his own articles, he can share content from the company, from the industry trends, and those are really the key things that he needs to do. So that's all we've got time for today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. For more information on how we can consult you or your brand on LinkedIn services, head over to www.we-worldwide.com or follow us on LinkedIn by searching for We Communications. Or even better, you can follow our We APAC showcase page.